The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Oh, what a night. Watching Tottenham on a Tuesday night. You play Thursday because you're. Welcome to a Water Night, past the 90 Minute Podcast Network, where we talk all things Tottenham Hotspur. Joining me, Sean Walsh, as he does most weeks, is Jude Summerfield. Jude, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, most weeks, uh, <laughs> lots of lots of energy in that. Lots of energy. Nah, I was just gonna say, most weeks or you know, most months, as it turns out, more recently. But we're here, <laughs> and we're ready to chat some coins. We're back, baby. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> we're back, baby. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> Yeah, all right. Got over some really bad hay fever this morning. So, you know, felt like my eye was getting repeatedly stabbed. So much better uh, now. Much good. better now that you're here, Jude. Well, thank God for that. I hope that yeah, doesn't sound nice at all. I don't think I've ever really had right. hay fever, but it seems to get get people pretty badly. Yes. Which yes. is tough. So, some of you are a bit different. Yeah, it's really tough. But um <laughs> Yeah, we were, say, we were saying just before we started recording, we don't actually, we couldn't actually pinpoint the last time we recorded. We figured out it was just before Richardson was announced. So we did like a little transfer update. So we thought we'd start this one with a fresher transfer update now that we actually have three more signings confirmed since then. So we will start with Richie, my guy Richie, who I said I'm, I'm the number one Richie fan, <laughs> but wasn't expecting him to kind of set the world alight. I do think. 60 mil was quite steep, but this is this is the market we're in. This is the world we're in now. This is the way that we're going to have to improve the team. But especially after, we'll, we'll touch on the friendlies um, in a little bit, but how do you feel about the signing now, Jude? How do you feel now that he's 
he's settled in, you know, he's hanging out with the team, he's settled his beef with Christian Romero. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the one thing I was looking for, to be fair. As soon as he signed, I was like, oh, they better put out a little social clip of those two just hugging or whatever. And it was like just <laughs> it was like just friendly enough for it to be like, hey, and then like they, <laughs> they walked away pretty quickly did afterwards. You, <laughs> did you notice that there was a there was a wider angle where it was like you could see, I think it was Lacelso and someone else in the back. Oh yeah. And Doherty, I think it might have been Doherty as well or something, where they just kind of, they could see him going over to him and they were just kind of stopped. And like, oh my God, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, see, just two hard nuts in the school cafeteria just about to go at it. Um, I think it's a good, I think it's a good signing still. Like, as you say, 60 mil is a bit steep if it reaches that. But um, it's proper squad depth now. And we've got, um, mm. we it's sort of, it's showing that, you know, we can move Lucas to right wing back because we don't have to play him as like the next guy <laughs> on the wing, like Richarlison, come and do that. Um, and yeah, he's one of those, he's he's a good, he's like a ratty player and I like ratty players in, in teams and um, I think he'll do good for Spurs. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I do think, I think this is just me just being on social media a lot where um, people have tried to kind of dissuade me from my positive feelings about the deal where they're saying, oh, Richarlison, he's not... He's not like a dribbler type. He's more kind of, he's rough around the edges. And that's kind of, that's the angle I kind of had with Son last year. Like I was accepting that he's pushing 30. I think he is 30 now. He had his birthday since we last recorded. And, you know, he's not the amazing dribbler he once was. He doesn't have the same kind of technique um, when the ball's close to him, but he's still a really good finisher. He still works hard for the team. He has those kind of attributes. And Richardson's kind of the same. You know, he's not an amazing dribbler all the time. There are times where, um, you can kind of get you off your seat but there's been a lot of time so far this preseason when you notice he's not really able to trap a ball um, but I'm, I'm fine with that and I do think that like I said it was just just me being social media a lot I do know a lot of Arsenal fans and Arsenal are kind of they're they're so like enamoured with technique and these kind of silky flair players and you know the, the old saying Arsenal just try and walk it in and all that so I, I do realise that we're kind of the antithesis of that right now, which I kind of like that we're not. Mm. We can play beautiful football. We have played a lot of beautiful football under Conte, but it's not, we're not all about those kind of technical players. We just, we really just have Kane dropping deep, playmaking and Benton Cole running through the middle. And that's largely, that's largely where the individual kind of flair comes from. Oh, we've I'm got, we've I'm got, kind of fine with that. we've got Kulu being like a really weird, we do massive Kulu, guy, yeah. like just barging people over on the wing, yeah, and cutting onto his left foot. It's, so di- it's a different kind. A it's bit. a different kind, isn't it? It's like when we had Dembele, like yeah, it actually obviously is. an amazing technical player. But what made him so unique was that this is the strongest guy I've ever seen, and that's why <laughs> we need to just kind of stop, stop deluding ourselves into thinking that other midfielders can be like him because you just it's so rare to find that kind of mixed between grace and brute strength yes yeah just oh yeah i'm richarlison there I, I get what you mean he might not just might not be the greatest dribbler or whatever but i think it's nice that spurs just have another um player who like sort of float around those areas and just be there to like mm-hmm. just to finish chances um i know Kulu, i'm not expecting Kulu to score as many goals this season i don't think I think his assists will be really high, but like I think Richarlison mm, might outscore mm. him. I think he'll be the more obvious goal goal threat out of those, like out of those two, I think. Um 
which I, I just think is good to have that add a bit add a bit of depth. And then you've got Kulu for games where you need to like unlock the door a bit more, so to speak. Yeah. Speaking of added depth, um, we did also sign Clemon Longley on loan from Barcelona. And the general consensus was that this was not an amazing deal, not least because we have no leverage either way. Like if if Longley is really good, then Barcelona can just demand a huge fee because we haven't agreed one with them. And if he's really bad, we can just kind of tank him from the squad, and that's just a it's just a useless kind of player that's there, and that's it. So yeah. the, I guess the hope is that he rediscovers his form at Sevilla, and that Barcelona is just like this soul-sucking entity, which I'm not I'm not ruling out. I think there is a world where Longley is actually quite decent, especially in a back three, mm. especially now that he might get a chance to start the season because of Ben Davis's um, ankle injury. So not hugely disappointed, but I'm very, very, very cautious with what might happen. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the preseason games a bit more, obviously, but Davis's replacement so far has been Sanchez and Seeing as Sanchez was trusted quite a lot towards the back end of last season, I would, I think, I would probably still expect him to get the nod on like the first day of the mm. season. Um, but yeah, hopefully, Longley can recover a bit of that severe form. And uh, I think we said at the time, I, I wasn't particularly sure. Yeah, he, he he played a few nice passes in that Rangers game, which I'm sure we'll get onto later. But he did, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, hopefully, it's the it's the back three. Um, Disguising uh, yeah. faults and weaknesses again, isn't it? So <laughs> it's well, we, all, like we also got to remember, like, apparently. yeah, yeah, and you and you do back Conte to make a player better. I'm not one of those guys who's always like, oh, you got to back Conte in the transfer market because he's made a lot of kind of questionable calls in the transfer market. But at least when he does have the squad that he wants, he generally makes players better, and that's ultimately what a coach is about. Not unlike our former coach who we actually will discuss a bit later um and finally our latest signing this window hopefully not our last we finally completed the signing of jed spence from middlesbrough yeah that one yeah that, that's sorry um i was thinking i was thinking of continuing but i thought no i'll let you have this one actually. no my mind just instantly went to um to this it's been like a little bit bitter his exit from Barra, hasn't it? There's been some mm, like, mm. like Chris Wilder said some stuff about Jed Spencer's social media post not including Barra <laughs> and, and things like that. Um it was weird. It was because it's he, he worded it as if he's directly left Nottingham Forest for Spurs. Yeah, and obviously they don't get any cash from the deal because it was only a loan yeah, last yeah. So, nothing to do with him, really. Yeah, they signed the replacement. Some, yeah. <laughs> the exit is sort of like he's, I don't know, just screwed over both teams in that sort of regard. Um, but it's it's it, it's a good deal. It, I mean, Conte said it wasn't his deal. You know, it I was, was going to say, wanted. can I can I read out can I read out the specific quote that you said? Oh, yeah, do you think absolutely, it's quite interesting. Yeah, so it's just so he said a lot, but this was the one line that really got me. So he says, um, he says three sentences, but he emphasizes a lot that this wasn't his signing. So he said, Spence is an investment of the club. The club wanted to do it. I said, okay, this player is young, but he showed he can become good, important player for us. The club decided to sign him. So you know, just kind of tripling down that it wasn't his idea. But I think it's been reported a lot, especially by guys like Alistair Gold, where 
Conte isn't going to be forced to have players that he's not happy with. If Conte didn't want to sign Spence, Spurs wouldn't have signed Spence. So I think ultimately that is a thing, but it's just the way that he does get weird in press conferences like this sometimes, doesn't he? Like sometimes yeah. he just he just loses the message. Yeah, it's an odd one as well because now there's there's three right back, right wing mm. backs, and one of them's going to have to be um, shifted off somewhere, and that might mean you know an end to Emerson Royal compilation videos, which would be really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but then we still have we still have the great like facial hair game from Matt uh, Matt Doherty, so that'd be fine. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, Jed Spence he looked he looked really sharp in those. Um, towards the back end, especially for Nottingham Forest last season. Mm. So, yeah, fingers crossed that that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. We don't really have a sign, uh, not signing him, a player like him, do we? Because he's very, very, very quick. He's very so gifted fast. technically. He's very fast. He's very fast. <laughs> yeah. A man that we'll talk about later again. Um, <laughs> but he's not, He apparently his delivery is amazing, his decision-making is amazing, but what we've generally heard from people who have watched him and have um, watched the championship last season is that under the right coach, then these are kind of flaws that should be easy to iron out. That this is kind of the natural progression of a 21, 22 year old wing back. This is just what's going to happen. You're just going to have to kind of accept that. And I do understand that Middlesbrough fans in particular, they've been quite, you mentioned it earlier that the club has been quite bitter about the exit, but the fans have, really said oh you know he's not even that good we have a better wing back in Isaiah Jones and all that and I do think that that's really clouded by the way that he left but also Middlesbrough fans haven't looked at him up close for the whole year the Spence that they that they sold was not the Spence that last played a game for Middlesbrough so yeah. I wouldn't be too worried about what they say in that regard I'd be quite I'd look more at what Nottingham Forest fans have been saying yeah and he was quite widely loved and no for us to go through a bit of a rebuilding yeah. phase and signing anyone and everyone <laughs> at the moment. Just the 25 um, signings, please. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure they would have loved him back. But um, yeah, it's good for us to nip in there. And it's um, it's good to see them going into the championship, to be fair, because you can get real gems. And I think mm. Premier, League's, Premier League teams have shown that over the last few years. You you can dip your toe in there and you can get a really good, really good signing. Um, like over the next like one or two years, they can develop really, really quickly. And suddenly you've got like a Jared Bowen who's banging them in for West Ham or, you know, someone like that. So, um, so yeah, he's got a great squad to come to now because this is obviously, it's quite a packed squad and he should be able to learn quite a lot like as, as a, as a younger player in like his first Premier League season. I'm excited to see him play. Should, That'll be good. Yeah. I think you said that he should um, learn a lot from the squad, but I also think that he should come in and think that he has a chance of, if he works hard enough, he should have a chance of playing a lot of games this year as well. Because I don't think that right wing back spot is particularly nailed down for one person. You know, I know, um, I think Emerson has started most of the games in preseason so far there. But as we mentioned, Lucas has played there a little bit. We'll touch on that a bit, a bit later. Um, Matt Doherty has played more from the left than he has from the right. Mm-hmm. And it it does seem that Conte is just kind of trying to experiment a bit more. And I know Emerson was quite decent in the, some of the big games towards the end of last year but Spence should feel like he has a chance to really impress Conte I know it's pro- I get that I, we said this that this is Conte's decision to sign him ultimately but you know he's obviously going to feel a bit demoralised by what he said in that press conference 
but then it should kind of hopefully that's hopefully it's one of those things where he tries to he's trying to spur him on like when he said after Burnley that oh I'm going to quit the team's not yeah. good enough yeah you know maybe maybe, maybe maybe that's the way that he wants to do it yeah none of those positional rivals are that far ahead of Spence at all I don't no. know it's no. it's sort of the same on on the other flank as well because there's I know Sessegnon's mm. played most of them but Perisic will get his chances and then it sort of looks like regular might be the guy who gets shipped off um, so I don't think any of those either of those wing back spots are like nailed down for anyone. Spence has like a, I think it's probably a bit too late in preseason for him now to like come in and start the first game. But um, like if he if he plays against Roma and plays well, and then gets some cameos here and there, a lot of games in like the first few months of the season, it's sort of ridiculous. So you'll get opportunities to play and impress. Yeah. Okay. Let's quickly rattle through our three friendlies that we've played so far. We'll start with um, what seems like a lifetime ago now when we played Team K-League and won 6-3. And we watched this together in the office studio. We had a great time watching this. Oh, yeah, we did. We did, didn't we? <laughs> oh, I completely forgot about that, yeah. I forget about the actual real-life office interactions we have every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that often anymore. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a crazy game, wasn't it? Um, Sonny's homecoming. Um mm. I think he got on the score sheet a few times. Um, Kane yeah. gave him the penalty just to didn't score the any other time. And then he scored about a minute later anyway. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but yeah, that was, it looked like um stadium looked amazing from what I remember. Like, yeah. and mm. the, the atmosphere was just sort of deafening whenever, you know, regardless of what team was sort of attacking. It was a bit <laughs> weird. Because <laughs> people were obviously cheering on Son and then cheering on t- Team Kaling. So like, Nine goals and every single every single one was just like so ferociously celebrated. Um, but yeah, it was it was sort of a similar Spurs team that we that we've seen like starting eleven wise, and it took mm. a while for them to get their first goal, I think. But Eric Dyer ended up smashing one in, didn't he? One of those we couldn't really believe it. Yeah, it was just like oh, he's charging forward, like oh, no one's closing him down. Yeah, sh- shifted it to the left. <laughs> <laughs> he's just don't mind if I do yeah <laughs> I didn't know he had that in his locker to be honest just if that's Conte ball mate I want to see more of it <laughs> that specific move just that one <laughs> uh, Conte just in the in the dressing room he's got the tactics point he's like guys what if we just move everyone out of the way like Moses passing the Red Sea and Dyer just runs through and he scores with his weak foot from 20 yards and everyone's like oh it's genius it is genius you only get to it use is. that plan once, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah. used it up in a friendly yeah, against friendly. Team K League. So yeah. There goes Great. the genius. And then what I think is the single worst part of preseason so far was that Kane scored a deflected free kick, which means that he's now gonna have the confidence to continue taking them for the next twenty years. Yeah, this was awful. This was an awful, awful moment. I, I didn't even realise it was deflected until um, I watched it back a few days ago. Which oh, is even yeah? worse. Um, yeah. I didn't even. I didn't, I didn't clock. I just thought it was just straight under the wall and in. Now it's deflected. Yeah. That makes it even worse because he's still going to be like, oh, it all counts, you know. They do all count. Um, they do all count. Yeah, and you you watch like trading videos of Son on free kicks, and it's quite clear which which player is better with the dead ball. Scored two in the international <laughs> record recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he absolutely just thumped them into the back of the net. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
I think Kane scored like two free kicks for Spurs now, and they've both been deflected in sort of similar fashion. The other, I, I found it really that. weird as well. Do you not find it weird that he hasn't been able to master it? Because he always seemed like the kind of guy who you'd hear stories about would just stay behind at training for hours practicing free kicks. That seems like Kane's mentality to me. And I don't doubt that he hasn't been doing that, but it's just like, mm-hmm. why haven't you been scoring them then? Why haven't you become yeah. close to scoring them? I find it really odd that it doesn't, when, when he takes free kicks, you know, he's going for the, the whole sort of knuckle sort of thing. Yeah. And that's not like a technique he's ever like mastered outside of the dead ball, you know, he doesn't hit the ball yeah. like that. He just hits it like really true and really sweet or, you know, in the game against Rangers, he just picks out a corner and can just curl it in. I don't know why he wouldn't just like, just kind of curl it up and over. Just it's, it seems so much like easier for a player of that ability to just, rather than do the whole like lottery of the knuckleball, just like take the free kick properly. But no, we've got to get swerve on everything there. Yeah. Yeah. That's my Yadar rant about that. <laughs> Your dark corner, yeah, yeah, because it's silly. Yeah. But it's, it's it's him or, or or Dyer on free kicks, isn't it? Dyer's at least <laughs> scored Dyer a meaningful one where he did, where it was not deflected or anything. That Euros goal yeah, against Russia, did. yeah. Which is, I, don't, I wasn't expecting. I was like sitting on like the sofa, and he just comes out of nowhere. I think I remember Guy Mowbray on commentary. He's like Eric Dyer smashes it. I'm just yeah. like what? The? I was, I was yeah. like. If I, if I get an earthquake, I was like, whoa, what the hell is just happening? <laughs> he didn't take three kicks for Spurs at the time, so it was a bit of a like, oh, all right. No, it was what just... is he doing? Oh, he smashed it. Yeah, Amazing. Oh, um, uh, uh, you know, Roy Hodgson set piece extraordinaire when he put Kane on corners as well. I actually do kind of get that, but I wouldn't have done it. Kane's it's just very hard. It's, it's very hard. It's very hard to defend that, but I understand why he made that decision. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not totally convinced. But it's been it's been years, so <laughs> just, just <laughs> six years that have passed. Yeah, just we'll six years. Right, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on to the Sevilla game, which ended one-one. A lot of it was made about um coming up against Eric Lamella again, my hero, my mate. You know, it wouldn't have been a Spurs preseason without Lamella having a stormer, would it? He was, mm. he was okay. I didn't think he was amazing. I I thought the really amazing thing was that this was a really competitive nasty game this reminded me a lot of the Aston Villa game back in March where they were just trying to kick lumps out of us this was a friendly and Lamella wasn't even at the tone setter if anything he was trying to defend the Spurs players there's a lot of pictures of him defending players like Romero and Richardson who he's never even played with (laughs) from the rest of his severe teammates who were trying to um, kick lumps out of him Um, my personal favourite highlight was when um, their right back Gonzalo Monchil he's gone to try and take out Son and Mm. he's missed completely and instead, he's gone crashing into Son's elbow and got like a nosebleed or it's like mouth bleeding for it. Oh, geez. and then he tries to fight him after, and they're trying to fight down the tunnel, and that kind of shoot that shoes with madness. And then also some guy on Twitter saying, um, "Oh yeah, Son the the ankle breaker really had a go at Montiel. How dare you?" And then some guy who I don't know replied with the gif of it happening, and it's just like, yeah, he's actually just it's like he's just it's like he's running to like a bar or something. Ooh, like just it's, it's just really. Yeah, but Nasty. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I can't. Oh, that match did seem like an aggressive one, but I can't. I can barely remember it. Um, Kulisevsky had like a really good chance. I think he might have. Yeah, he scuffed it. He get yeah, he had a little scuff. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then there was a bit. There was a shout for a severe penalty as well at some point where they were all 
getting upset is probably an Emerson challenge or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, one one against uh, Sevilla is a decent is a decent result. To be fair, you don't have to draw too many conclusions for it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just nice to see Coco sort of showing his attacking stuff. <laughs> well, he hit like <laughs> he hit the post, right? I think. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was like it was like a half volley, I think, wasn't it? Like it came to him from a corner or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's. And the he one. just he just come across it and it's just like whacked Larice's post. Yeah, it's a lot of technique. Would be very fitting. He didn't always show that much technique for Spurs, you know, Sean. Only in preseason. Yeah. Only in preseason. When it matters. <laughs> Only in preseason. Yeah, this is Lamella's year, one hundred percent. Yeah. And then the other notable thing from this game was that it was toyed with in the K-League game, but Lucas actually started at right wing-back and didn't look too uncomfortable. I thought he actually made some good defensive contributions. And, mm. you know, obviously we brought Spence in, but do you think that this is a good option going forward? Uh, yeah, I think I'd prefer to see him back there now mm. that Richarlison's been signed and there are a few more uh attacking options even with like Perisic I'd rather him like move into that front three than have Lucas up there I actually think like you know when Lucas goes on runs and he he, he almost starts too up high up the pitch so that by the yeah, time yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. overrun it like there's no chance of Spurs keeping the ball but it, like when he was making these sort of runs in the Sevilla game and the Rangers game it actually sort of looked like he, he knew when his work was done and then he was shipping the ball off do you know if you know what I mean? Mm. So like yeah, he, he yeah, made yeah. his ground and then um just knew to to give the ball, which um you know doesn't always happen <laughs> with Lucas having watched him for like five years. You know, yeah. he, he loves a cul-de-sac and just running into them. Um so yeah, I feel like why not? It it might just be like his natural position and he might end up smashing it there. And it, I'd love that. I'm not sure that'll be the case. I'd love it. Um but yeah, I think it's a decent move. I think that this is going to be a really handy option when we're playing teams who are uh, that we're just kind of meant to be so much better than. Like if we're playing someone lower down the table in a cup game, and we can just the best way to have as many attacking players on the pitch as possible is to have Lucas at right wing back. I think that's quite a useful way to use him. And I know a lot of people was pointing out like why didn't we experiment with it last year when Emerson was set up his depth. And I think someone pointed out, you know, Lucas had a full free season because he didn't go on international duty. There's probably been, Conte's probably worked with him quite closely on how to play in the role because he's been asked about it a couple of times. I think he's mm-hmm. said, um, Lucas has said that he's happy to play wherever he's, he's spoken with the manager about it. He's ready to do whatever it takes. So I understand why now is the time for it to be implemented. Like this is, you know, this is Conte building a squad. This is Conte building his as he says, like a 16, 17, 18 guys as opposed to 12 or 13 from last season. Mm. Again, I think the good thing about it as well is he's he wouldn't be a wing-back who, you know, like some wing-backs are best when everything's playing out in front of them, so they're like arriving onto mm. the scene mm. to score at the back post or something. But if he was if he was playing out there, he would have he would, he would have that like dribbling quality 1v1 yeah. to sort of make it count in those games, playing against teams, you know, like you say, F, like FA Cup games or or teams lower in the division or something like that, just to like beat a man and then that's another creative and attacking outlet. So uh yeah, it's nice. It's good inventive stuff. So, you know, yeah, it's good fun. Mm. Yeah. Just quickly before we leave the South Korea tour of uh, the South Korea portion of this um, podcast, 
there was that viral video of the players doing their like it was the it was the training drill, wasn't it, with yeah our ex marine coach and <laughs> doing the whole laps of the pitch like back back to back back to back and just everyone collapsing and throwing up and I don't want to say it's nice to see, but I do think it was notable that Kane, who's been here under Poch and still like holds Poch in high regard, that he did come out and say afterwards, this is probably the fittest I've been. Mm. Yeah, it's terrific. I find I found it hilarious those videos, man, where like the coach, the coaches are sort of watching the players crumble onto the floor and you can just <laughs> see they're smiling. They're just like, this is absolutely jokes. Yes, we've yeah, broken them. We have absolutely broken them. Um yeah, but like a, a fit Kane, start of the season. Um, yeah, because he had it really bad at one point, didn't he? he had like a big towel on his head. He was trying to keep yeah, cool. Yeah. I think you, you know, him and Son were sort of struggling. Um, but for yeah, Spurs need to be that sort of aggressively fit team. Don't know, I think we've chatted about that before. Um, if they're not going to have like, you know, the, the pristine quality of Liverpool or City. Um so yeah, I, I I agree. I think it is it is good to see, um, and I just hope you know there haven't been any long term lasting effects from it because it did look pretty brutal. <laughs> like it did. I think one of those sprints up up, up that pitch would probably have not me for for six, and I wouldn't have done anymore. <laughs> would not yeah. have fancied anymore. Yeah, I know. I would have given up. I'd be like, you know, like if you're just shouting at me in Italian or whatever, and they're just like. Oh, you're, you're weak yourself. So I'm just kind of laying there, like, you know what? Maybe I am. Maybe I just want to sit down. Maybe I don't want to do this running. <laughs> I'm oh, a yeah. cockroach, sir. <laughs> what, is, what is it, Louis? Like? <laughs> he says, I'm a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got the will to win. <laughs> don't want it enough. I just don't want it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on to move on to our final friendly that we've played so far. We beat Rangers 2-1 at Ibrox for the Walter Soul Memorial Cup. We'll be sticking that in the trophy cabinet, won't we, Jude? Yes, we will. We'll be sticking it very firmly in there. Is it it's we not? massive? <laughs> we'll be dancing <laughs> on the streets of Tottenham Hotspur tonight. <laughs> you were at the uh, Open Top Bus Parade, weren't you? <laughs> <Same time. laughs> I was the driver. <laughs> I was the driver. I can't yeah, not, um, I thought there'd be a, I thought there'd be a bigger turnout, but uh, apparently not. <laughs> but yeah, thank you all for coming. Yeah, I think I I kind of think this is the best test that out of the three games they've had so far. I think this is mm. the best mm. sort of uh, yeah test that they've had. Um, this was this was Rangers' last friendly because they start their league season this weekend and they have a Champions League qualifier next week. So Champions this was like their last, League, yeah. and they beat West Ham three one in the week leading up to it. So. Yeah, man, like, like they're, they're no mugs. Yeah, obviously got to the Europa League final last season mm. as well. It's mm. a good, it's a, it's a good team and sort of full of fellas who um who who brought the best out of Spurs in the end. I think um that Rabi Matondo on the right wing looked a, a really really good very, player. Yeah, um, very very quick, very dangerous. Gave, yeah, gave very quick, very dangerous, very important. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Very fast. laughs> Please fast. Yeah, he gave Sessing on a bit of grief for that first goal, didn't he? He just, just sort of skim, skinned him and put it on a plate for their striker. Um, but all, all, all throughout, it, it seemed like Spurs sort of had the upper hand and and another gear mm. that they could maybe go to, even though it was only 2-1 in the end. Um, 
Yeah, they they created a lot of chances, and there are a few that a, f- a few that they didn't put away, which were absolutely criminal. Like, <laughs> like the Hoiberg one was yeah. un- unbelievable. I couldn't believe. I just oh, terrible. If that was a competitive game, I'd be losing my mind about that. But it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a little better as the game went on, but um, mm. but yeah, there was, it was there was still some nice moves that were being created. Like there was a Davinson Sanchez back heel as well, which obsessing you at one point. Yeah. I think, which yeah, <laughs> that would have been a system the season sorted right there. Um, but yeah, I just I think there are a lot of hallmarks to like a good Spurs performance in that game. Like Romero was very very aggressive at the back. Um, there are a few like last ditch blocks and challenges that they made which were you know good good to show this commitment you know that they all talk about mm. um and then when they pressed i thought they nicked the ball quite a lot kulisovsky seemed to get possession back quite a lot um and then they had the the star quality to to get the win with two lovely goals didn't they yeah star quality and rangers fans clapped off the star quality didn't they which i found really weird I don't yeah. get the I don't get the traditions of the Rangers folks, Sean. I'm not <laughs> I don't want to start a fight with anyone. Um <laughs> I didn't understand that's, that's it. A, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Always up for a scrap. Um no, I did I, I did get it, but you know, it's it's sort of, it's kind of nice, you know. Mod appreciation. appreciation for us, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't get that down here. Yeah. We don't get no respect. We don't get no respect exactly. down here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, huh? you know, if Rangers want to join the Premier League, that's their business. That is their business. I just hope they don't think yeah. it's like a, uh, you know, like the Ronaldo situation where he went to Juventus and scored that overhead kick and then got clapped off. And then was like, I want to go to, <laughs> I want to go to Juventus. You're so Rangers don't think they're gonna like nab Kane Son next summer. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna just because he got clapped off in preseason friendly. <laughs> Kane at Rangers. I don't not see that. Seen Stevie but... G at Rangers. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Defoe's there. Defoe gave out the trophy. Defoe's, like yeah, Defoe's on, the, on the coaching on the coaching staff now. He'll probably be in his ear about going. He's, to yeah, Rangers. that's the, that was that's big news. Yeah, he's coming back to coming back to Spurs as an academy coach. I think he is, and Yaya Toure. Him and Yaya Toure is as well. Yeah. That's, a, that's proper FM, isn't it? That's that's, that's so just going to sign all these <laughs> big big players to my backroom stuff. I don't, no, I'm not looking at their attributes. That's what I would. <laughs> yeah, we're in 2034 now. The 34 35 <laughs> season, that's where we're at. Uh, yeah, that's fun, but yeah, nice competitive game. We'll get on to our final pieces game in a minute, but first, just quickly, a bit of a loan update where Troy Parrott and Dane Scarlett, two of the best academy players that have come through in recent years, both have secured loan moves for the upcoming season. Parrott's gone to um, Preston, the championship, Scarlett's gone to Portsmouth in League One. I think these are generally good moves. They definitely needed loans. They definitely needed loans. As much as you know, Scarlett was on the bench last season. As much as Parrot has been you know, lively in preseason, they needed proper game time this year. They really, really needed, they needed that game time. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, I think the levels, the levels for their moves are just about right as well. I mean, Dane Scarlett's still a pretty young lad and. Going into mm. League One will probably be a pretty stern challenge, but like he's a very talented player, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on there. Um, and then Parrots at Preston, isn't he? And he's just come off a, a decent campaign 
the last time out, I think. Mm. I think he... Yeah, with MK Dons. Someone pointed out as well that Preston have quite a large Irish contingent, so that should help him there. That is a, that, yeah, that is good. Um, so yeah, hopefully they. Um, it, it, it is quite funny that you know I suppose Richarlison brings added depth, but I thought maybe one of those two as young players might just be kept around, just to sort of you know shadow some of those more experienced attacking mm-hmm. players this season. But yeah, like you say, um, it it would probably be much more valuable them going out playing like 30, 40 games this season. And um, trying to get a good like goal record behind them, so uh, yeah, they should they should work out quite well. Ninety men favorite Troy Parrott. Yeah, I think Scarlett <laughs> especially he he really needed. <laughs> I think Scarlett especially needed to go because he needed men's football. Like it's all well and good of like getting these big quotes off Mourinho and Nuno and Conte and whatever saying that he's a really good prospect, but I need to at some point see him scoring goals in games that really matter. And I think it's good as well. Like I I'm not sure about Preston, but Portsmouth are, um, they're going to be fighting for promotion in League One. So he's going to have a lot of responsibility. He's going to have a lot of pressure to kind of deal with. So hopefully that's a really good experience for him. And finally, what we've all been waiting for, Jude, we can look ahead to a reunion with Jose Mourinho when we take on Roma in Israel on Saturday. Are you looking forward to it? I'm so looking forward to it, mate. Um, it'd be great to see his big cheesy grin um, and his new tattoo with his <laughs> trophy on his arm so um, I I think it'll be a good, a good game to watch I could say Mourinho have some some famous needle in the past um, yeah so that there could be some fireworks on the touchline um, he's called him a he Conte called him a little man before didn't he at some point yeah. <laughs> yeah and then there was that whole Chelsea United game where it kicked off which was quite jokes yeah yeah um, well Conte one of only two men to beat Mourinho in a cup final so oh yeah of course yeah um but yeah we'll see that's obviously that's Spurs' last um pre-season game before the Prem starts properly isn't mm-hmm. it so we've got yes it that, is this, yeah this Roma game in Israel on Saturday and then Southampton on the on the first weekend. Yeah. So yeah, yeah hopefully um I think Spurs have performed pretty well over preseason. I I, I expect mm. they'll mm. be pretty um pretty on the front foot in that Roma game too. Um there are a few little angles for them as well because they've They've just signed Paolo Dybala, so that I was going to say there's a lot first. of narrative. There's more than just the Mourinho narrative. Here. I know there's so much going on. It's ridiculous. It's like they could be starting a front three of Zaniolo, Dybala, and Tammy Abraham, and suddenly you look at it and think that's quite that's quite tasty. Zaniolo, <laughs> like, a target for Spurs as well right now. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a there's a lot going on. Um, of course, Chris Smalling playing against <laughs> playing against an old English team. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. And like, it it should be it should be an entertaining game. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's if anything, just it could be really silly. So I'm looking forward to that at least. Mm-hmm. And whenever the press conferences are, I'm expecting Mourinho to make a trophy dig and talk about Daniel Levy sacking him again. <laughs> I'm expecting Conte to say something like, like, oh, at least we're in the Champions League or something like that. 
Boy, he said, it was, I really hope he says something like, I did what he was meant to do in two years, or I, I undid all of his bad work and we got to the Champions League. <laughs> like, I, I really, really, because uh, let's, let's, let's be honest, like, a lot of the fitness issues in the squad were, started when Mourinho came and just had no idea how to work a modern pressing system. Yeah, and just that continues through Nuno. Yeah, so I really, <laughs> I really hope there's come there's some not even indirect, just Conte just saying, yeah, it's his fault. I really, yeah. I'm really hoping for that. I mean, this is for some sort of it is it is for a preseason trophy, isn't it? So there will be some. Oh, is, oh, is it? I think I assume so. <laughs> I, think, I think it's called yeah. What is it? It's the iTech Cup. Um, so you know, either way, whoever wins, right? You got Spurs picking up another preseason trophy after the one at Rangers, or. Or you've got Mourinho parading one around <laughs> against the team he got sacked by. So, yeah. so either said, way, it says, oh, funny I'm going to get a tattoo of this as well. <laughs> but a full-size one on my back, you know, so you can just yeah. pick off a shirt and then just give the thumbs to the back and be like, I'm here. <laughs> can't, can't rule it out. Can't rule it out. I'm saying you can't rule it out. No. But... Um, and then yeah, we'll have we'll have transfer deadline day and the start of the prem soon, won't we? We're all kicking off. Not until the end of the month for transfer deadline, remember? They changed it. Oh yeah, that's true. Thank God. Thank God. Well, that's we have so been annoying. only going monthly, so yeah. well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still more to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I imagine we'll do I imagine we'll do a pre uh oh, sorry, a preview for the season next week. I do actually have some Rambunctious predictions for the season ahead. I don't want to spoil it. No spoilers. No, we're, yes. we're meant to put, we're meant to do it. We're doing an article for 90 Men um, where we do our predictions, and I'm still kind of toying with the order of the top six for mine. I'm quite torn on where to put us because I am high on the business we've done. I back the team, especially in a full season under Conte. And yeah, I, I, you, you've always got to prepare for some bullshit to happen during the season. There so is. I'm still, yeah. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out how much to go on that and how much to go with my gut and what what it just looks like to stay at play. Because for example, I think that from from saying it today on July 28th, if we go to Stanford Bridge on the second win of the, uh, the second weekend of the season and lose, I think that's a travesty from this <laughs> from, from the sitting where I am now. That is a <laughs> joke. If we do not if we if we come away from that and we lose, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess if you look at it through that sort of lens yeah that's very very true because they're a bit of a disaster right now and <laughs> yeah. you really hope like Spurs being arguably as strong as they have ever been in like the last 10 20 years so they can go there and win can, can they do it now oh no but no, it's just no. But, Spurs yeah, at Stamford yeah. Bridge. That this is what I mean. This is what I mean. You got it's never it's never logical thinking with this thing. So you know, no. got to factor in. No, yeah. Although yeah, Spurs losing at Stamford Bridge is very logical, isn't it? Right, yeah, true. It's just yeah, that's, fo- that's just football logic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, heritage, football heritage, heritage, football heritage. Yeah, ah, I think that's I think we cover everything for this week. Considering we haven't done it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Good I job. think we whittled through that. Yeah, yeah. Well, excellent yeah. job, sir. No, nice one. Done that well. Just the three weeks off. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Another month off now. Yeah, yeah. See you guys next season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Thank you for listening, everyone. I uh, hope you enjoyed. We will be back next week for a season preview. 
book that in, book that in, Jindu. Do it now. Right, it's booked in. You could you could put you can you could bring your dinner as well, mate. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just slipped. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Okay, thank, thanks for listening. Um please like and subscribe um and leave a rating. And yeah, we'll see you next week on your spurs. <laughs> Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.